Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. And I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Rachel Peck from, uh, well, she is part of a project, obviously part of FaithWorks Wessex. FaithWorks Wessex have multiple uh, projects. In fact, sometimes uh, when I'm talking to you, Alistair, I find it hard to keep up with the number of projects that that great organisation has. But the, the one that Rachel is particularly concerned with it is called Smile, and it focuses on loan uh, lone parents. And did you say, Rachel, that the project is largely based over in Pool? It is mostly, yes. We've got quite a few mums that live in Bournemouth or everywhere in Christchurch that come to our activities, but I am based in Pool, um, but everyone's welcome. Mm. So how did the, I mean, how did the whole organisation start, the whole concept? Um, well, it started with um, a really beautiful lady um, called Alex. Actually, I think Alex Digby has been on Hope FM quite a few times. She's now working on a project over in Hamworthy, um, um, and she left us a couple of years ago. But about 10 or 11 years ago, um, she was um, a parent on her own um, and want, was wanting more connection with other lone parents going through similar stuff as her. Um, she was supported by her church, which was uh, St. Mary's Longfleet at the time, um, and out of it came this beautiful community. Um, and I've been really blessed, like I say, to be working with FaithWorks for the last couple of years. Um, and, yeah, that's that's kind of how the community was created. Now, of course, it can be difficult at the best of times uh, bringing up children, but to be on your own and bringing up children presents all sorts of, of, all sorts of other challenges. And, and I guess that... Therefore, the networking that, that SMILE facilitates becomes really, really necessary and important. Absolutely. Um, so I'm um, not a single parent myself, um, but I really get where some of these women are coming from in that you are, you're, you're on 24-7. You don't have anybody else when you go home in the evening to chat decisions over with. So you feel that extra pressure, like everything is, is on me it's all intensified because if I make a wrong decision for my child it's not our fault it's my fault and so quite often you yeah you feel that extra pressure or you feel that judgment from other people too that you're doing it on your own um and so yeah it can be really hard and isolating when we're not all in isolation yeah well <laughs> let alone well, now <laughs> well the isolate i mean you you've touched on it there richard but i mean the, it must be dreadful with the isolation because you're they're locked in uh, and unless they're sort of a you know in the category of essential worker uh, then it's sort of 24 7 uh, you know with the children at home and of course we're, many of us would go home after a day's work when we were allowed to go to, to work <laughs> And, uh, and, of course, we'd chat, wouldn't we, about how our day has been. And so I guess for lone, lone parents, they, they can't do that. No, um, you know, and also small things like if you run out of milk for the next morning, you can't just pop to the shop while your child's in bed. Whereas if you're a couple, you can. And it's yeah. just, it's really little things like that. And having that, like you say, that connection when you get home from work, someone else to say, how was your day? Or if you've been home all day with the kids, you know, how was your day? And you can go, oh, it's been amazing. Or, oh, no, what a terrible day. I'm a failure. <laughs> but you, you can't, you haven't got that expression in the evenings. Or someone to go, it's okay, you're not failing. Let You know, tomorrow's a new day. You don't have that constant encouragement from somebody else to keep going. You've got to find it within. 
So is the, um, is the main thrust of, of the SMILE project then connecting lone parent to lone parent and, and I suppose in normal times <laughs> enabling those folk yeah. to, to meet together and to do things together? Absolutely. So um, I kind of see, because a lot of people are like, oh, wow, you, you know, you do this smile, you do that smile. And quite often I say smile isn't about me. Yes, I'm the paid employee, but actually smile is these mums, the community that they have, the connections they have with each other, because every single person that is part of the community has so much potential and awesomeness inside them. But somewhere life has let them down. Nobody plans to bring up their children on their own. So you've been let down somewhere, um, and sometimes more than once. And it, you just need other people that understand where you're coming from to go, oh, I'm not alone in this. Somebody gets me. Somebody else knows what, what this feels like. And it kind of helps you build your encouragement. You know, we've got people from all walks of life um, that come and join in our activities or our online support, um, and they build each other up. They're, they're out there helping each other. I don't know half the stuff. And when new mums come in, you know, there's a few mums that um, can really help with housing or your benefits. Or if someone says, oh, I really need some practical help with this. I'm like, right, I know which mum can help you. Go to that person. Um, and everybody just blesses each other by creating connection because they've got that thing in common. Um, and to feel that you're not alone in these feelings. Yeah, of course. Now <clears throat> that sort of physical connection is not not possible because of because of the the lockdown. But of course, it doesn't stop networking and so on. So, how are you operating at the moment in in the current challenges? Well, normally we would be having activities during the week, um, like Pilates, walking group, board game cafe. We have coffee mornings, etc. But also alongside that, normally we have our private online group which has slowly been growing over the years. Um, and I've seen a bigger increase grow um, during these lockdown down weeks. Um, so we're now at like 188 members, I think, in our private online group um, where mums can share in a safe way. It is monitored by admin so that it can continue to be um, a place where people can build each other up um, and, you know, helpful things being put in there. Um, where mums are sharing, oh, I've, I've got a spare bed. Who needs a bed? Who needs a wardrobe? Um, or we can do posts on there. Um, one I did a few, week, uh, a few weeks ago was I'd seen quite a few parents who have only got one child, um, and they were fe- a few of them were feeling the, the huge intensity of just them and one child at home and that they've got to entertain them 24-7. So I just put a little post, hey, how are you coping if you've only got one child? And then lots of mums are commenting on there in a similar position, giving each other tips. Um, and that's kind of what it's all about, is trying to find people that know where you are. So we have the private um, group online, um, but also something that we've created, and this is not just for lone parents, is um, something called Smile Community Circles. So wherever you are, if you type into Facebook, Smile circle um then there's a few that i've got 14 different areas set up where anybody can come and join and the idea is just trying to get people to interact with those that are local i think you know this time has shown us that we don't know who the strangers are on our street and it's about time we learn it's about learning to love your neighbors again 
um, and getting to know these faces. Um, so hopefully, I'm hoping that people that are local will help each other out. And it's not just for necessarily helping the lone parents. You know, there may be elderly people that need help in your community, but also for the lone parents to feel less lonely down their own street, yeah. at their own local corner shop. Um, so, so that, is, yeah, is all get de- to know each other again. It's days of opportunity. Then it's interesting, isn't it? How it takes, uh, you know, sort of um, bad things to happen, bringing the world to a standstill, uh, for new things to to, uh, to be born. That's obviously happening within the Smile Project. Is the project mainly mainly uh, sort of lone moms, or are dads involved as well? Dads are absolutely more than welcome. Um, we're probably ninety five percent women, though, because. It just tends to be that women end up with the children after a breakup. Um, we have a few dads, and I, I say if you're a single dad out there and you want connection, please feel free to join us. But you have to be able to put up with a whole load of women too. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people would put a, that would put a smile on their face. Never mind in the yes. project, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, if somebody wanted to to talk more, uh, uh, you know, get involved with the project, is is there a number? Heart? What's the best way for them to find out more information? Um, Well, to find out more information in general for everybody, um, we do have a website, which is smileconnect.co.uk, because this word of creating connection is a real big thing. So, And also, if you just put smile into Google, you could come up with lots of stuff. So if you remember the word connect, so smileconnect.co.uk, that will bring you to our page. Um, If you want to support some of the stuff we're doing, there is a donate button there. Um, It tells you what our normal activities are, but... The way to really connect if you're somebody who is a lone parent or has been a lone parent and you're now you're, you're with somebody new, you're a blended family, there's still challenges that come with that. So come and join us on Facebook. So again, if you search for Smile Connect, you'll get our page. Um, and if you search for Smile Connect Pool, you can then um, apply to be in our private group, um, which is where most of the information and feelings and private stuff is shared in a safe place. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. Okay, well, I didn't want uh, uh, to let Rachel go just yet because uh, one of the things I forgot to ask you, Rachel, was about the many partnerships uh, that, that you have. How, how does that all work out? Um, well, here at FaithWorks, um, we've kind of got our finger in lots of little pies and different partnerships with other local charities and churches. So things that we're also doing at the moment, um, and it kind of it stems from the online support. Um, we've got connections with um, the Friendly Food Club recently have got in contact. Um, and just this week, we delivered out 20 bags that have recipes and ingredients in to make a certain meal. The Friendly Food Club then on their Facebook page have put up a video on how to create this meal. So it's fish cakes this week, for example. Mm. Um and teaching parents at home cooking with their children how to make fish cakes out of very basic dry ingredients um, and out of cheap food. So, you know, showing people that even though we've got basics in our cupboards right now, we can still create nice food and we can do it in a fun way and connecting and learning with our children. Um, Another thing that we had recently, um, we've been um, granted some free meals with a company called Cook in Bournemouth. Um, so they normally provide home-cooked, homemade, frozen meals that you can go along um, and buy from their shop. They're still open now, by the way. But they've um, given us 30 meals a week for the next four weeks. 
So this week I was able to go and collect a load of frozen meals and take them to a few particular families that are struggling at the moment, either because they're unwell or because of um, disabilities, you know, anything actually. Um, So I was able to deliver some meals to some families who were really grateful um, because that helped so much. Um, And one of my big um, kind of thank yous is going out to Parkstone URC. So where mums are saying, I'm struggling to get to the shops, I don't really have money or I'm scared to go out there, Um, we can't get fresh food, we can't, you know, some real basics out there. Um, Parkstone URC normally has a community fridge. Um, And so what they've been doing is filling their fridges and freezers from shops who have got leftover food or other charities and delivering it out to families in their community. Now, on their list, they've got over 25 small families that they're delivering food to. They're texting daily. They're checking in how they're doing. Um, and I owe a great deal to them just for keeping some of my family sane. Um, they're just doing an amazing job. We've also got a really good friendship with um, St. Mary's Longfleet and Gateway Churches who are sending me volunteers to help deliver this stuff to families. Um, And recently, one of the biggest eye-openers for me was when I got um, gifted 4,000 Cadbury cream eggs um, and other small Easter treats um, from Larworth Castle because they were unable to do their Easter hunt. So this gave me an opportunity to go around and deliver chocolates and sweet treats to families. Um, Also, quite luckily, um, my partner works for Haskins. So some of their plants that they've had that have had to... Um, mostly they've gone either to poor hospitals or local uh, residential homes, but the odd few um, have come my way to give out to families. Um, mm. So there was one particular day where some families would open their front door and there'd be a lovely orchid and some chocolate on their front door. Mm. Um, well, it's so gr- I'm really grateful to people out there. Yeah, it's great to hear because, I mean, isn't it wonderful that uh, although there are challenging days of, of lockdown, that, that all sorts of people, and clearly it's the kids with, with the SMILE project, stepping up to, uh, to help and, and to work together. And, of course, I, I I can imagine you turning up with the chocolate Easter eggs and the back the, the goodies and the food and all the rest of it. And it, if nothing else, it's going to put a smile on people's face. And uh, Rachel, thank, thank you so much. And, uh, and just to say that that website is smileconnect.com. Co.uk. Hope FM, Faith Filled Radio. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Yes, and our focus today is on the Faith Works Wessex and another wonderful project that they have is headed by Nick Bowles. Good morning to you, Nick. Good morning. Hi there. Now, obviously, yeah, you, you've got particular responsibility in, in FaithWorks for, for life centres and the food banks. Well, people will know about the the, uh, the food banks. We are going to talk about the detail in a moment or two. But tell us a wee bit about the, the life centres. Presumably, they were working before everything locked down. Yes, that's right. And, and the, the idea, the, the simple idea behind the life centres is it's not just about food, is it? So people who are using Food banks also need support in a whole range of other areas uh, of life. So it's about supporting the whole person, not just uh, with food, but with uh, things like advice. So advice around housing, perhaps advice around benefits, uh, debt where that exists, possibly advice around domestic violence. But more than that, it's about creating spaces that people can trust uh, 
and they can come in and they can hang around, maybe um, have some food uh, and and rub along with people who have lived experience, so perhaps living in hardship um, previously, who have then emerged uh, long term. So places where people can come and, and seek advi- advice, but also perhaps even grow in confidence and, uh, and have people who can walk alongside them um, as they journey out of crisis for the long term. Well, of course, sadly, people can't go physically along to life centres now, but uh, presumably you're, you're doing basically the same thing as the SMILE project is doing, we talked about earlier on, keeping in contact with, diff- with people in, in lots of different ways. We are trying to. It's a, it's a huge frustration for us because obviously, yes, lots of the life centre workers had to slow down or even stop uh, because we can't have contact uh, in that way. So we are, we are trying to stay in touch by phone where possible, but that's obviously a tricky thing for us to do. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're looking forward to a time where we can get back into uh, opening spaces up where people can come back in physically. Uh, we don't know when, obviously, when, that, uh, when that's likely to happen. Now, obviously, food banks are being, well, they've become a necessity now, haven't they? And I know that there's been stories coming out, and Alistair was telling me yesterday about the generosity uh, of people. Um, how, how are you able to safely operate the food banks? Yeah, we've had to rethink the way that we open uh, each of our food bank sites. Uh, so uh, we're prepacking uh, packages of food in advance. We are serving people at the front door rather than um, opening up spaces for people can come inside. So it's at the front door only, uh, where folk can actually turn up in person. And where they can't, we're delivering to people's front doorstep. So we have a team of drivers and a team of vehicles uh, that uh, enable us to do that. So, so it's tricky. And we, we've pared down our number of volunteers per site to just three or four so that people are obviously safe and able to work uh, in isolation. Um, but, yeah, tricky times. And, of course, as you quite rightly say, that, that it's not just sort of low income. And there must be people now coming onto your radar because, obviously, people you know, are being furloughed, that which, which in, in, of course, will mean that their future is uncertain. Although I, I do believe that I think that jobs are guaranteed, but the government pays is at 80% of, uh, of what their salary would have been, but nevertheless, you know, even the, the remaining twenty percent is quite a is quite a drop for some households. So, are you getting people come coming into food banks that you hadn't previously had before? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, historically, food banks have doubled in terms of the demand that they uh, see about every three and a half to four years, uh, and that's across the conurbation. And we saw a doubling again uh, by the second week in March. Uh, and that's that, that, and that doubling of demand at that time was almost entirely down to people who uh, were losing work uh, or being laid off because they're on zero-hours contracts or whatever, and, uh, and therefore having to use the food bank for the first time. So we, we've tried very hard to ensure that the food bank is there only for those who have no other route to accessing food. So it's there for those who have no money uh, or no access to money. And... Um, and usually uh, we use a referral system. So referrals in place, GP surgeries and schools and churches and citizens advice and that kind of referrer. Um, but where people haven't got a referrer or don't know where to go, then we've had to introduce a new emergency referral phone line uh, that sits beneath the BCP Council 0300 helpline number. And uh, as I say, yeah, the majority of those coming into food banks uh, uh, are coming in because they've 
been laid off or lost work, which is very tough off me. Yeah, and of course, I, I suppose that, that, that they would be sharing all sorts of things with you because, it, it, I mean, the situation in, of itself is, is very, very stressful, you know. And, but then obviously if people got those particular personal challenges, having someone to talk to, you know, get things off the, their chest, it must be really critical at this sort of time. It is, it is. And we're seeing lots of situations where people are wrestling with uh, with mental health issues and so on. So the trouble we have is that because we often have queues outside of food banks, it's tricky to engage in conversation. Uh, people are reluctant, perhaps, to open up because there's somebody behind them uh, and it's quite public. Uh, so where possible, we can take a, a phone number and we can call people uh, if they're willing to have a phone call from us later on uh, in the day when the food bank is shut. But certainly we're seeing lots of people who are struggling with more uh, than just food, which takes us back to the issue of uh, the life centre, places where people can come in and uh, and seek support in all sorts of other ways, uh, not just around food. Um, so, yes, it's tricky to be able to engage with the whole mm -hmm. person currently. Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, I know that debt was one of the one of your uh, your big areas that I think Derek Damon was 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 working on that for a while. Whether he says it or not, I'm not sure. But 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 I know that that that, that clearly you were able to offer advice on what happens you know, when you get in over your head. Well, of course, that's going to be exasperated as well, isn't it? With the on uncertainty around about around money of all kinds. Gosh, almost certainly. So Derek is still working with uh, the Community Money Advice, or CMA team, uh, still heading that up. And they're seeing a, a huge uh, demand for support around budgeting uh, and support around debt. So what Derek's team does is contact creditors and, uh, and renegotiate debt so people can repay in an affordable way. Um, and also, yes, as I say, demand for that is increasing. And uh, we're, we're wanting to ensure that where people have debt, that they can engage with uh, with us to uh, help them help them to to work through that. And what we're what we're doing with uh, Bournemouth, Christchurch, and Paul Council uh, is setting up a, a single point of contact, so a phone line, so where people might have uh, a bit of debt or may have a question mark around housing, uh, around benefits, is to phone this helpline and then be in a sense be triaged. And and be offered someone to sit down uh, online uh, on the phone and talk through their debt issue. Is that obviously that, that'll be a that'll be a pretty a pretty busy phone line. Is that operational now, or is it just coming online? If not, it'll be another, another couple of weeks before mm. that's up and running. Oh well, do let us know. You know when it when it comes online, Nick, so that we can let people you know what the what the number is. Well, thank you so much for for joining me. Time is is pressuring on the program today. Is there anything that I've not asked you that you're bursting to say? You put the phone down and think, oh, always oh, Blair asked me that. Well, we just want to say again a huge, huge thank you to all those who have donated uh, food to one of our food banks. Uh, without that, there's no way we could operate. Um, we, uh, we're, we're giving out an enormous amount of food uh, currently, obviously. And uh, we're having to supplement the food we're getting in donations with food we're buying at supermarkets. Uh, spending uh, up to about £1,000 a week to um, ensure that we have enough food to give out. So if people want to continue to give food, that would be hugely grateful. Um, any way they can to collect food and donate it to food banks would be, uh, yeah, very, very grateful to receive. Or even, I suppose, some cash as well that would help you to buy, you know, fill the gap, as it were. Certainly, if people are willing to, to offer some cash donations, there are three ways to give uh, online on our website.
uh, spells those out really clearly. Mm-hmm. Nick, thank Wonderful. you. So, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, every blessing on what you and your and your team are doing. It's, it's a vital service and one that which is much appreciated at this very challenging time. Hope FM, Faith Filled Radio.